0: Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for the best bank in the United States. Yes, we're sitting in one of the best banks in the United States, and that's just not my opinion. Um, that's actually the results of a survey that Forbes magazine conducted. Renaissance Bank finished in the top 10 of banks nationwide. If you're looking for a better bank experience for your business, then I suggest you go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices. And give them a call, and I think you'll be glad you did. Venasat Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Stacy Ruth. Stacy is with Unstoppable Leader. Stacy, welcome.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: It's great to have you here, and uh, you've got big news we're going to talk about here in a second. But before we do that, let's give everyone an introduction to you and the great work you're doing at Unstoppable Leader.
1: Well, thank you. This is um, my passion business, Unstoppable Leader, which is executive and leadership coaching. I help leaders that are in transformation or creating a culture of leadership to really amplify their business and amplify their innovation.
0: I love it. Now let's talk about your big news. Let's, we, 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 uh, Tempted everyone there with that, but let's let's get that out right now. You've released your second book, so let's Absolutely. talk about it.
1: Yes, yes. Inside Out Smart, which is about using our total intelligence and our inner wisdom to be unstoppable as leaders.
0: Our inner wisdom. So that's intuition, right?
1: Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Okay. Why should I trust my intuition? Stacey.
1: Isn't that great? And you know, a a lot of business leaders who we're very familiar with, Mm -hmm. such as Steve Jobs, Mm -hmm. huge advocates for intuition. And yet so many people don't trust it. Right. You know, that's the first question I get when I'm working with someone on their intuition. How do I recognize it? How do I trust it? And it's really throughout our entire brain. Our whole brain is part of our intuition. And a lot of people think that it's made up and there's actually a tremendous amount of research of how powerful it is and how much it is affecting our decisions even before we realize that we've made a decision.
0: Maybe we ought to ask a really basic question here that maybe some people assume they know the answer to Mm -hmm. but what is intuition?
1: Well it's described as that knowing without knowing Mm -hmm. how we know and it's interesting because. When people do follow that intuitive nudge and they make a decision and they take action on it, they are, even if it goes some way that they don't like, they're 99% likely to believe that they made the right decision. And it really is powerful, the um, inner drive for our actions versus our uh, looking for approval, looking for recognition, looking for those external validations of our decisions. We love it when we work from inside out. Hence the name of the book.
0: Yeah. And inside out, smart. Um, and so I guess it's something along the lines of your brain is working when you don't know it's working.
1: Absolutely. Well, it is. You know, yeah. I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I grew up, there was this, um, belief that we only use about five, 10% of our brain. Sure, That's yeah. actually not true. We use our whole brain all the time we're only conscious of about 5 to 10% if we're lucky mm. of the thinking that we're doing and really our our intuition is assimilating all of our experiences all of our cultural awarenesses all of what society teaches us all of these things so a westerner might see some sort of symbolism or metaphors differently than an Easterner. So we get different hits from our intuition depending on our culture. But it's really a a very, very powerful tool. What's interesting is a lot of people equate intuition to instinct. It's Mm -hmm. not. They equate it to feeling. It's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Intuition truly is a higher level of knowing. And it's just assimilating all of this information in the background all the time. It's talking to us all the time. And we confuse it sometimes with our ego. Our ego is what gets excited or afraid Mm. by what the intuition tells us. And in fact, our intuition is very directive. Go here, say this, do that. It doesn't have emotion attached to it. It's really fascinating when you start to recognize the difference.
0: Stacey, I love that. And I love particularly this distinction between instinct and intuition because – a lot of people would think, including me, would think that's the same thing.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, there's been a lot of confusion about what intuition actually is for decades, mm-hmm. centuries, millennia. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's always been that sense that there was a knowing beyond our knowing, and yet, just now, the science, the neuroscience behind it, is really coming to the forefront. So we're learning a lot very fast about what intuition is. And so the the instinct um I talk in the book about different levels of decision making. Mm-hmm. Instinct is uh what's called level 1 thinking. And level 1 thinking is habit um, it's reflex, do I get out of the way of the oncoming car? Mm. Definitely, you know, I mean, you're not going to think about it, you're going to do it. Right. So that's more the instinctual survival. Mm-hmm. And then there's level two, black and white thinking. And that's where you're like, is it right? Is it wrong? You know, do I do it now? Do I do it later? Just black and white thinking. And then the next level is where we start considering alternatives. That's our Google search, And we can get stuck in analysis paralysis, we can uh, lose ourselves on our search for facts Mm -hmm. and never make a decision. And then there's the level four thinking, and that's where our intuition really comes in. And then we're not considering what's probable, we're considering what's possible. And that's where we can truly be innovative, creative, and feel more fulfilled through our decision making.
0: So you talk about in the book, you talk about the importance of intuition when it comes to innovation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure a lot of people would put those two things together. They, <laughs> they see innovation as something very conscious. We all get in a room and share ideas, right? Something along those lines, maybe. Um, and, and they don't think about those two concepts being joined at the hip like you do.
1: Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because the way that many corporations and, and I'm talking about large scale companies, organizations, and the the younger startups, scrappy businesses mm-hmm. tend to model after what the larger organizations are doing. And that is in product development, in service development, what we're really doing more of is we're actually doing product enhancement or service enhancement. We're not really innovating. Mm -hmm. We're modifying. Mm. And so what we tend to do in these business and organizations is we'll do customer research. We'll go and uh, say, well, we're going to try this. Let's do something here in this particular category, in this particular way. We're not really considering all the possibilities. We've already pre-decided what we think is going to work. And then we go do product testing and focus groups, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is some of the most innovative companies Don't do that. So Steve Jobs didn't do product testing. He trusted his intuition Mm. and actually innovated. And for me, innovation is industry disrupting. It changes the way an industry operates. Sure. So, you know, those are some of the things. We tend to look for facts and proof too soon in the innovation process.
0: That makes sense. So... Is there a way to create a, for companies to create a process around developing intuition? And second part there, a lot of people, you you, you know, hear the example of Steve Jobs mm-hmm. and they think, well, that's the lone wolf out here right right i mean and they that's the perception that it comes out of his head as opposed to something where there's a a process around it that you can develop intuition that comes out of a group
1: absolutely um i I teach innovation workshops i'm actually um uh, speaking to johns hopkins um in their aerospace uh research about helping develop um more innovative processes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they know what they're doing with innovation, Mm -hmm. but you can always enhance it. You can always amplify it. And so what we really are looking at doing is bringing together all the possibility in the room. And then we can break off into smaller groups and run particular ideas that individuals say, you know, this one, this one might have some legs to it. Let's, let's go and investigate this. And to then say what I like about this idea, even if you might think it's a little bit crazy, what I like about this idea is, and you find something about it that does work. Mm -hmm. And this is the improv um, activity that works really great in intuition uh, and innovation. And what if we, and then you add to it. So it becomes an additive process rather than a elimination process. First and sometimes longer than most people are comfortable with. They want to get to the quote-unquote right answer. There's always more than one right answer.
0: And that is not typical for uh, industries where are real science-based, for example, where, mm-hmm. where you know, they're looking for the answer, right? And, and so, so uh, having that answer be a little fuzzy, it might be a different concept.
1: Absolutely. Well, the, the, the idea that we're going to run it through a scientific process, and I have a degree in math, mathematics, mm. probability, and statistics, uh-huh. and running it through that process is actually antithetical to innovation because any facts that we're going to measure our innovation against have already been proven. Mm. Innovation actually creates something new. And facts do change, believe it or not. Facts change. Mm-hmm. Once we thought the world was flat, that sure. was the fact that we operated on until we didn't.
0: Right. Yeah, of course. So folks, we're here chatting with Stacy Ruth. And Stacy is an unstoppable leader, uh, her own uh, coaching and speaking business. And she is also the author of Inside Out Smart, Using Inner Wisdom for Unstoppable Leadership. Let's talk about leadership and the importance of intuition in leadership.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think right now, more than ever before, and we've heard this a lot, leaders are really faced with some incredibly difficult decisions. Um, How do you deal with the supply chain that's broken? How do you deal with the labor shortage? How do you deal with all of these things that are moving so fast and so furious and keep a... An organization together, mm-hmm. even if it's just an organization of one, the decisions are incredibly difficult, and you don't always have all the facts. And that's when leaders of very high profile, from uh, and and not necessarily just business leaders, you know Albert Einstein, um, Maya Angelou, uh, you know all of these individuals talk about using their intuition when they don't have all the facts. At some point, we must move into action. And the intuition is a very powerful tool that is actually faster and more accurate for decision-making than stopping and trying to pull together all the data. Mm. I'm not against data. Don't get me wrong. I love facts. I love data. And yet, at a certain point, we have to step outside of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. in order to create something new. So...
0: I would imagine that back to this issue of trusting intuition, that that in the leadership space and dealing with other people, um, that might be where it's the most difficult to trust your intuition sometimes.
1: Well, I think that it's impossible to trust another person until you trust yourself. We have to understand what our drivers are. We have to be able to hear what our um, inner knowing Mm -hmm. tells us because Mm -hmm. our intuition can read other people's body language, can pick up on the subtle signals very, very quickly in under seven seconds. We have made a decision about whether we trust someone or not.
0: I want to shift gears here for just a second. And I mean, you... This is your second book, Mm -hmm. Um, your first book. Let's call this out so folks that might be interested. It's called Own Your Own Shift, and it's uh, um, talking about passion, power, freedom, and being unstoppable. Why did you focus on this topic? I mean, what, what bubbled up for you in your work that led you to say, I need to write a book about intuition?
1: Well, actually, there's an entire chapter in my first book on intuition Mm -hmm. because it's a very, very powerful tool when we're trying to make difficult personal or business transformation. And to be able to understand what it is that's driving us, what it is that's blocking us, is critical to being able to tap into your intuition and understand that. And I got a lot of questions from folks about how can I really amplify and understand my intuition so I can make more powerful personal transformation. Mm.
0: Got it. So back to the leadership issue and, and how leaders can work with those that report to them in developing their intuition. I mean, how do, do you talk to leaders in in your coaching practice about, um, how they can not only develop their own intuition, but how they can work with uh, those on their teams to help them in developing intuition.
1: Well, it does take someone who understands their own intuition and who has an intuition-building practice to Mm. be able to help others develop it. Mm -hmm. I happen to believe that when a leader understands their intuition, can recognize it, uses it regularly, demonstrates that it is successful... That it is contagious and other people want to know what they're doing and how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, What I do teach, and this is absolutely portable for anyone, anywhere in an organization, uh, is some of the practices that build that intuition muscle. Because what we're really doing from a neuroscience standpoint is we are strengthening the connection in the synapses in our brain, creating, building neurons in our brain, between our conscious and our unconscious mind. So we actually amplify the part of our conscious mind that's aware of what's going on in our unconscious mind. It's a really fascinating uh, tool. Um, dream journaling is a powerful way because it, uh, I, I kept a dream journal for about 90 days, and by the end of that 90 days, I could remember over 30 dreams a night. Wow. And if I had been, I love writing, but if I had written everything down, I would have been writing all day and <laughs> gotten nothing else done. But but that's the level of thinking that's going on in our unconscious, and we can create that strength of, of connection between our conscious and unconscious mind. i say see beyond the veil, right, and be able to know what our unconscious mind is thinking.
0: So you're saying that because you had this intentional practice about writing, Out your dreams after you woke up that that helped develop that capability to remember your dreams
1: yeah not only to remember your dreams but you can catch yourself um you can witness with your conscious mind some of the thoughts that are going on in your unconscious mind things like deja vu um recognizing um symbols that you would call a symbol in your dream but it's things that draw your attention. It might be repeating numbers. It mm-hmm. might be, you know, an animal that crosses your path or whatever. A lot of people say, well, that's, you know, that's just your imagination. That's okay because it's your imagination. What does it mean to you? Because it's a nonverbal communication between your unconscious and your conscious mind. So I'm not looking for empirical meaning. I'm looking for personal meaning of the things that we see that we experience and that we um are aware of many of them are brought to our attention by our unconscious mind
0: so let's talk about we've talked about the benefits i guess of intuition let's talk about the ob- obstacles to get there and to use intuition effectively we've talked about distrust yeah but what are some others that we need to think about
1: well you know there are, there are many tools i do i do want to say you know before we leave the the dream journaling i, yeah. I list many tools that you can use to basically build the muscle mm-hmm. in your brain between your conscious and unconscious mm-hmm. and it's just like working out you're building muscles well just like with a workout there are also things that can stop us you know when physically if we're tired we're not going to work out. We're also going to not have as much um, brain power available to mm-hmm. us. So trauma is a big one that a lot of people have experienced. And it doesn't have to be um the severe trauma of war or, you know, we've got too many mass shootings going on right now. You know, it doesn't have to be that level of trauma. Sure, It can be the trauma of a divorce. It can be the trauma of a serious illness, you know, but trauma can... Pull us away from that connection to our unconscious, simply because our brains are about conserving energy, and if we have experienced trauma, we have a depletion of our energy. Can I stop you
0: there for a second? Absolutely, because I I think people. To your, I want to reemphasize your point. Um, I think people have been through trauma and they don't call it trauma. I mean, they they don't call a divorce trauma. They think of it as something. substantial that they see on television let's say right. um, as opposed to um, uh, and they don't see it as define it that way and I think it's really important what you're saying is that is that a, a lot of us we all have trauma in some form or fashion maybe absolutely. right
1: absolutely yeah. and some people get stuck in trauma mm-hmm. understandably so that's not to shame or blame right um, and then other individuals experience it as a discrete event Mm -hmm. and recognizing that we are in well i mean coming out of covid yeah (laughs) i mean that was that was traumatic right our our political landscape can be traumatic to Mm -hmm. people so recognizing what the influences are and and that impact that they actually are having on us allows us to give ourselves more grace Mm. and more room to rest and take care of ourselves even in the midst of the stress of trauma another thing that that blocks us is the inner negative dialogue the self judgment mm. the i'm not good enough smart enough i don't have enough credentials i can't believe i did that mm. we all know the the inner dialogue so right. that can absolutely get in our way and, and one of the ways that i encourage people to overcome that is to recognize that you know if you were talking to someone other than yourself in that voice that and and leaders are just as guilty of this as anyone. Yeah. if you were talking to yourself in that voice, if you're talking to somebody else, it would take five positive statements to restore your your center and your balance from oh, that wow. one negative statement, and so we're doing that to ourselves all the time, and what it does is it constricts our thinking, and so um I encourage people to use positive affirmations, but not just any old positive affirmation. It needs to be one your brain will believe. So no one wants to hear what I have to say becomes I have a perspective that deserves to be heard.
0: Wow. And sometimes you need coaching to help do that, right? So I want to give a shout out to the coaching work that you do. And let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, how do you work with folks to bring that out?
1: Well, different individuals in different leadership positions, whether we're talking about self-leadership, we're Mm -hmm. talking about a new leadership role, or they're just trying to um, build their leadership influence and impact, maybe even create a culture of leadership. Everybody's got a different objective. They've got a different set of strengths. They've got a different um, uh, set of challenges that Mm -hmm. they want to really dig into and improve and and so we build a customized plan um in order to leverage the strengths um you know mediate any weaknesses and really be able to build that voice of intuition that they can recognize because that really is the Mm -hmm. self-awareness that guides us into more innovative growth
0: right i love that um so back to your book as we wrap things up i'm i'm just um curious about what what's the i guess the one big takeaway takeaway that you want people to get out of the book that maybe might be a surprise for them
1: we are all deeply i'm just gonna say it biased oh come on we are all <laughs> Dealing with a huge amount of assumptions yeah. in every decision that we make. Mm. Um, I, I talk about the eight deadly biases that we deal with in business mm. from a sunk cost bias. I've put so much into this. Mm-hmm. I have to make it work. Yeah, Status quo bias, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not talking about social biases as much as I'm talking about decision biases, but we all deal with them. And so when we can recognize those and we can um, step away from them, then we're able to make better, clearer, and more effective decisions. So here's the takeaway. The most powerful tool, and this is one that was taught to children that they were helping build intuition, riddles. Riddles play to our biases, and they play to our assumptions. Mm. And when we can spot the bias or the assumption that the riddle is playing to – we can break through to a clear solution, and by the way, riddles don't always have just one answer. I like that
0: that's that's such a great way to think about it um and I need simple ways to think about things and you give <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've given me one maybe our listeners don't, but I do uh that that's uh that's powerful,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I love that um so let's uh share again the name of the book is inside out smart using inner wisdom for unstoppable leadership we'll put links in the show notes but just quickly where can folks find your book
1: well they can find the book it's certainly on amazon barnes and noble uh other outlets all over the place
0: easy to find folks inside out smart stacy ruth is the author uh if you're interested in learning more about your inner wisdom. And I love the way you put that. Um, uh, Some folks call it intuition, but it's inner wisdom. Um, If you're interested in that, you need to check it out. Inside Out Smart with Stacey Ruth. Stacey, this has been fun and very informative. And thank you so much for coming in.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick thought for you. If you're looking for a different, unique way to have a team building event, one that does not involve broken ankles or bones or anything like that. Here's an idea for you. ANS Culinary Concepts. They, Yes, they're an award-winning culinary studio in Johns Creek and they do all sorts of cool things like Big Green Egg Boot camp Camps, which is another subject. I highly recommend those. Um, but they do team building activities and they're a lot of fun stand around a stainless steel table, cutting up meat and see, uh, seasoning meat and cutting up vegetables. And um, it's a lot of fun. Um, call executive chef Andrew Traub at 678-336-9196 to learn more. Tell him tell him we sent you or go to asculinaryconcepts.com for more information. I think you'll be glad you did and folks north fulton business radio we've been around for six years now we're coming up on uh later this year episode number 500 we would love it you've supported the show but we would love it if you would support it by sharing the show if you've heard something here that you think would be beneficial to others uh some of the wisdom that stacy has shared with us here on this show please share the show um we love celebrating the great work of business leaders like Stacy and the other uh, great guests we've had over these last six years. So if you could help us help them in that regard, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Stacey Ruth, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.